and welcome to the Embodied Life Coaching Podcast with me, Louise Lewis. I am a mindset and body-based life coach specialising in helping people understand and resolve the deep-seated patterns that hold them back from having a life that looks and feels extraordinary. Through a series of solo episodes and conversations with guest experts, I will explore how incorporating bodywork, whether that be somatic-based exercises, biology and cellular health, or nervous system healing, is an essential addition to your personal development work. If you are familiar with therapy, coaching, or counseling, and feel like there's been a missing piece of the puzzle, keep listening, because the bodywork and nervous system pieces may be it. I can't wait to share these life-changing materials with you. It's time to live a full life from a place where you are deeply connected to your mind, body, and soul. Get ready. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Embodied Life Coaching Podcast. So those of you who are watching this on video will be able to see that I have not one but two guests with me this week. So I'm delighted to welcome Anna Gorga and Charlotte Williams to the podcast. So Anna and Charlotte are both coaches and they are both working with me at the moment on inside my Address and Unlock programme. But what I really, the reason why I've invited them on today is because I know so many people get to a point in their lives where they're looking at the lives that they live, like the personal life that they have, the relationships they have, the business that they have, or the career that they have. And they recognize that they're in these systems and following all of these rules. And they're like, I'm not sure this is actually how I want to do my life, my career, my relationship. But they're not really sure or they're not really sure that there is another way or that if another way is possible for them and you two are such great examples of really exploring and doing that work around well how do I want to do this in a way that feels really good for me so can't wait to explore this theme today so welcome welcome um if you want to say hello and introduce yourselves um a little bit Anna, I did you first. So if you want to say hi. Yes. So hi, everyone. So yes, my name is Anna Gorga. I'm a coach, as Louise said, and it's a pleasure to be here. I mostly work with other women in corporate, even though I do have a few male clients, but that's sort of like my passion to really work with women because in my experience, we have very unique challenges when it comes to working in corporate environments. So I look forward to talking more about this with Louise and Charlotte. Lovely, Anna, and welcome. Now, Charlotte, you are a returning guest, but please tell us again a little bit about you and um, who you are, what you do. Well, thank you for having me back, Elise. Um, I am Charlotte. Um, I live a blended life in the sense of I work in a corporate um, part-time in an organisational development development role, um, and I also coach mainly women. Um, as, as Anna said, not purely women. Um but uh, the majority of the people that come to me are women and I really help people who feel disconnected to create lives that they love. I love that. And I would just like to say for the men listening, go and have a coach. Like I used to work, for me, it used to be a 50-50 split. And I've noticed over time, there's like less and less men coming for the support and more and more women, which is fine, but also men, like you matter too. So take from that what you will. So 
what I'd love to explore today and like and you don't both need to answer everything but you can just really to to bring into the conversation whatever you think is relevant are I guess some of the the challenges and the hurdles and the things that you've overcome but also the positives too that have got you to where you are now recognizing that now isn't perfect because life never is but like the big changes along the way so particularly interested maybe for you Anna if you could talk a little bit about how you made that transition from the corporate world to deciding to to become a coach yeah sure I'm happy to do that so for me it was um not really something I had planned that way from the beginning it's sort of like life happened a little bit (laughs) and let me hear uh but then, of course, making this a sustainable choice was definitely very intentional. And um, what can I say? I really enjoyed my days working in corporate, but there was always a sense of when I looked at um, my superiors and where the career was taking me that that was not really me. Mm-hmm. And so I was open to other things. Um, and well, long story short, with my husband, we went for an adventure in Asia. Then we had a, a baby and two. Uh, and I thought it would have been just a short break, but I never went back. And part of it was that I had always had an interest in personal development. And during this break, I certified as a coach and I loved it so much. And I was like, I kind of don't want to go back. I want to keep doing this. I just need to make it possible. And that sounds like the decision is the big thing, but it's not really for me. It wasn't. It's like, how do I make this something that's possible? That was the big shift. Um, but I did do remember when I first got certified thinking, oh, if I had known all these things back then when I was in corporate, it would have made a huge difference. And that's what motivates me still to really do this work, because I think the quality of life <laughs> in corporate, I mean, corporate is amazing. And also it has very unique challenges. And so that's what I chose to focus on, just because I can relate to that so much. Yeah, I love that. And you're so right about like, if we'd had those tools in the past, I had a chat with a client last week, and she was getting herself a little bit worried about some stuff that she'd posted on LinkedIn, and how were people going to take it? And I said to her, I said, when I was in corporate, looking at people that maybe had boundaries, or like, did act in a different way, I was like, I was very judgmental of them. Like, I was the first person to like, they don't care about their work only I can do it as well as this, like nobody else really cares, like all these like quite sanctimonious. Um, But maybe if someone had planted some of those seeds before I got to like full on burnout, oh, maybe this wasn't Ooh. the right way, yeah. that, that things might have been a little bit different. Um, So I think you're right, like having, the more we can have those tools in whatever phase of life we're in. Yes, the totally. Life, yeah. Um. Charlotte same question or like your version of a question um what led you to here on the work front I guess on the work front so um I don't think my story is too dissimilar to kind of what some people who listen to this podcast are experiencing but I worked very hard as a child right I pushed myself very hard my script of life was if you work hard good things come Um, and it did to a point you know did well at university, launched myself into a good role, the promotions came. Um, and then I had my daughter and what had I felt had made my life feel 
comfortable and successful, it was really challenging to do that with with a child. The complexity of that just didn't work. And also, when I started opening my eyes to, is this it? Like, is this my script? I actually didn't want that to be my script, and I and I felt really passionate about rewriting that script. And I was just, I've just been very fortunate to have some amazing female role models in my career and coaches along the way. I had access to coaches very early and. It didn't have to be that way. And I think just by talking to other people and noticing other people have taken different directions, um, it, there was choice. There was choice out there, and I embraced that choice. And that's how I came to be a coach was the disconnected piece was life doesn't have to be connected, disconnected. You can find connection. But mm. there is some bravery, and it takes time to go out and do that. So, so that's why I'm here. Yeah, and I love what you said there about choice, like because we don't always realise that we do have a choice. Um, again, a client this week reached out to me. She'd got friends coming at the weekend. She said, you know, she said, I'm, I'm really glad that they're coming. But at the same time, she said, but now I can't have a, I can't have a nap and I can't lie in in the morning. And I messaged her back and I was like, just so you know, you can have people visit and still have a nap. <laughs> And you can have people visit and still lie in in the morning. And sometimes we just don't realise because we're so bound up in our rules, our systems of like, this is how I have to do it. This is this is what I have to be. Um, without realising, oh, but actually, maybe I get to make my own rules. Like, these are the rules that I followed. They've served me to a certain point. But now what are the rules that I want to have? Um, so something that you've both touched upon, and maybe we'll just mix it up and we'll go with you first, Charlotte, is... And obviously this is an experience I can't talk to is the motherhood piece. Okay. So you've both a fundamental part, it sounds like, of your changes and the, the decisions that you made were around, okay, well, now I have children. How do I factor this in to having the the career, the life that I want? So um I know you did just mention it then, Charlotte, but but what difference has that made and how have you navigated it? I think the biggest thing that I, coming a mum is a whole journey in itself. For anyone out there, I'm sure people are smiling because you can't, you can't tell anyone until you have a child what it's really like. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the most amazing journey and the most wonderful journey and the most confronting journey at the same time. It's holding a mirror up to, I've got children who have the traits that I haven't dealt with myself. <laughs> as it really is about holding the mirror up to all those things that I probably didn't want to do some work on. And so for me, really, the coaching journey is, it's deep, it's really deep work. And and, and I would hope positive work for, for my girls in the sense of, if I, if I don't truly love myself, then they will never truly love themselves. So it, that's probably going to sound very deep, but the work that we've been doing, it's very much been around for me, really figuring out those patterns that are not great for me anymore and actually patterns that I don't want the girls to take through into their into their lives um as well so um the women I work with often they come to me to talk about the fact that they want to do this work because it's not always it's it's going to be the impact on the next generation and really that's why they they, they turn up and start talking to me yeah and, and I think often that's actually the the access way in because we don't learn that we are valuable and our needs are valuable. And so actually just doing this work for just for the sake of ourselves, a lot of the time doesn't feel available. But 
that whole piece around, well, I'm going to be the person that breaks the cycles and breaks the patterns so that I don't pass them on for the future generation often actually allows us to access this work. And then that takes us on that journey to, oh, hang on a minute, man. What am I trying to say? Takes us to, oh, hang on a minute. I matter. My needs matter. I can do this for me too. And then a ripple effect is that it impacts my kids. Um, yeah. The ripple effect is so big, so powerful, so important to figure out. So, uh, so yeah. 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 Yeah, it resonated when you said, Charlotte, the self-love piece. For me, it's been that in that direction, but also the opposite. I think it's been actually quite interesting to notice how easier it is for me to be kind with myself after having kids, because I just notice when I talk to myself in a way that I would never talk my children to, right? So I'm like, wait a minute, like, that's not kind, right? I would never talk to them this way. So why is it okay to talk to myself this way? So that's interesting. And then on also what you said is like, what are their needs and how can they thrive? And then suddenly you reflect it back on you and you understand that maybe you have been accepting things as not a choice that were actually a choice going back to corporate. I think it is about making our own rules, but also to me, it's sometimes um, when we are in organizations, we think that what we observe is just how it is and that we have to follow everything. And I think especially for women, that's my experience. I, again, like don't have so much experience coaching men, but also what been we've been taught that is okay to communicate in a certain way or not. And we take that on so much that then it becomes like we really feel stuck because we think there is no choice. And so a lot of the work is, and that's where the work in Address and Unlock has been so important is the piece of learning to trust yourself and to just really connect with what is my experience and just because someone else has a different feeling doesn't make my feeling less valid, right? So we're always used to just looking around. What does the environment expect of me? What do other people expect of me? What do they think of me? And take that as the truth. And I think through this work, especially mindset for sure, but also very much this work, it's been like, no, but wait a second. Like, this is my experience and it is as valid as someone else's and then of course we might need to compromise in some environments but for me that has been such a key piece of just understanding okay like this is valid too and therefore I can trust to challenge the environment a little bit and many times I think it's surprising but when people choose to experiment a bit they notice actually they do have a lot of choice and that's how also we can the ripple effects as we were saying can be big because then people become examples for others and you can really change teams and yeah the vibe on a larger scale yeah I mean like so I it's no surprise you two know and most people who listen to this podcast know so I chose to exit corporate but it's been amazing and actually really positive for me to watch clients over the years go in and have those challenging conversations to say I don't enjoy this role as it is right now actually, I'd like to change this role or I'd like to move jobs. And they they often think that they're going to have to leave or they're going to be ostracized. But more often than not, they're actually met with, okay, let's just, let's make this work. Let's figure out a way to make this work for you. And I'm not saying that that is across the board, but it does happen. Um, and I think it's so important that we, you know, we talked about this on our podcast, Charlotte, but it's so important that we reinforce that message because we can have that narrative of, I mustn't rock the boat. I mustn't do anything that might make people feel in any way 
not completely positive towards me. Whereas actually, when we when we assert ourselves, not in a ragey, conflicty way, but just in a like, this is what I want and this is why. I mean, if we can also tie in some, and this is how it positively benefits the business in the same way, right? We often get we often get more than we realise. Yeah, I think that is. I think that's so true. We can often the number of conversations I have around that is so many challenging questions. Like, really, is this possible? And it takes time. I though I see clients moving through it, right, and then coming out going, they got more than they even realised was possible. But it's, it's not just around authenticity, it's just belief, right? There's a real belief by connecting with yourself and having the love and a belief in yourself. The rest needs to just follow through for people to be able to make that, make those conversations happen in corporate environments. Yeah. yeah. Which doesn't mean it's like dead easy walk in the park or it's just one conversation and it's done. Like it can take work to get to a place where we can even feel comfortable to have those conversations in a corporate environment or any environment, but it doesn't mean it isn't possible. Or the next job. Sometimes it's not that environment. It's, you know, it's a few jobs in where it, you know you build up, you build up the kind of courage and the connection with yourself. Like you say, it just really does take time. But and I also I also often say it does take time, but it's it's worth it, right? It's reminding yourself of where what the end goal is going to be. Um, and actually, it's not always bad. The journey can be fun. <laughs> it's uh we kind of set ourselves up something to think oh this is gonna be really really tough and i'm not gonna say it's easy always but it, it's sometimes not much i think that's something that's really addressing a lot piece that i've really taken into my my practice is really around kind of if we live with some of these emotions maybe they're not as tough as we think they are um and working through it is sometimes not as uh not as draining as we think it's going to be yeah yes because the not seeing any choices is at least as draining as that, right? At least you have a sense of progress, even though maybe the first try doesn't go exactly as you hoped. But yes. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. Anna, how how have you navigated career change, business, family, like your yeah. children? Mm, with a lot of self-compassion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, just to, and and I, you know, I'm, I think like I'm not there yet in the sense of there's always evolution and a journey, right? But I definitely feel at a point now where things are solid enough that it feels like, okay, I'm arrived at least to some degree. Um, but yeah, so about the self-compassion, I'm like only half joking because it takes, you know, with, with different, we also move countries in the whole thing. So and COVID, so it has been a lot of change for me and for my family um in many ways and so I think just uh slowing it down enough to take care of myself and and feel good like it took me a while to get there because at first I was like no let me solve all the things first and then I'll rest mm -hmm. <laughs> but then it didn't work so I'm like you know what like I might be in this for a while so might as well feel good now and then and then paradoxically, I mean, not so paradoxically, right? But it's it's counterintuitive, but it actually works better. And so that has been also giving myself the permission to slow down and to um, take it step by step and also using all these tools to find also a sense of safety and certainty in all this uncertainty has been really valuable, right? Because with that, I think that's where the rushing comes from, right? We feel scared, we feel... Um, 
uh, yeah, the uncertainty is just very unsettling. And so we want to get out of it, but like finding the ways to bring it back down to now and enjoy the present, whatever is good now has been so, so helpful. Yeah. So I don't know if that answered the question, but yeah, no, it did. Yeah. And, and and Anna, as you're sharing that, I'm just thinking as well about, I think it'd be really useful if you could talk about that whole experience about, because you really intentionally chose this year to slow down, to take a step back and also to cut back what you were doing. So rather than trying to yeah. throw so much at things, you very intentionally took more time to take care of yourself. Yeah. And I think you had quite surprising results in your yeah. business. So can you share a little bit about that? Yes, for sure. So that's the that's where the paradox come from, right? Because we we do believe, oh, the more hours I put into something, the more effort, the harder I work, the better the results will be. Yeah. And it might be true in some areas. I, I, I mean, I'm not saying that's not always the case. Um, that's never the case. But I think especially in entrepreneurship or um, maybe personal relationships or like anything that is not like, <laughs> I don't, I cannot think of something, but, um, you know, not maybe something really structured and like one-to-one linear um like it's it's not just a linear relationship between these are how many hours I spend in my business this week and that's the result I get like it's not that simple so you can work the same number of hours uh or even increase them and get not much out of it and when you're feeling good when you are connected with yourself and rested um the quality of the output just changes so it's really not a linear relationship and it sounds rational in practice but it's really hard because we're all so used to just seeing our worth in terms of how many hours that we put in and how productive what was I this week like it really took actually it was like a personal um thing that happened this year where I literally like I'm like you know what like I'll just do what's strictly necessary like I can't do more and I took the time for myself. And then, of course, what happens is that's when I get the better results in business, right? So I think that was like, okay, wonderful. And so it was a bit just maybe just life leading to it, but also very intentionally. Um, there was a time where I decided, look, I, I'm just going to really focus like the typical gratitude practices, right? Like that's why they were, they're so powerful, but just focusing on what you already have, what is already going well and being grateful for that and pausing enough for that and taking care of yourself did wonders. And I really like feel the lesson now and not just on a rational level, but I'm like, yes, like I, I know like it feels true now because I've lived it. So yes, my business went better once I slowed it down. And it went a lot, lot better, didn't it? Yes. Like you signed yes. a lot of clients in a short space. Yeah. Of time. Yes. Yeah. And um, it keeps going. So great amazing congratulations (laughs) and I think it's so so hard when you're in this on the treadmill and in this thing of need to work more and need to do more and it's not quite going as I wanted to so I need to push harder I need to do more I need to do more I need to do more and like so for you you're right so you had a, a life circumstance that meant you were you decided or you were forced to slow down and then you saw oh oh there might be some truth in this whole slow down to speed up business. Yeah. But we can never discover that until we give ourselves the opportunity to do it, which can actually require us to break through some pretty ingrained patterns of 
do more, be more, push, push, push. Who am I? Like, how am I valid and worthy if I'm not constantly going? So I love that you've shared that because I think it is such a good real example. Um, I don't think I've talked about it on the podcast, but I will often share with people the retreat that I went on last year. I got there, handed my phone in and it got to the end of the weekend. I got my phone back and I had two people reach out to want to work with me. Now, I never work with more than 10 one-to-one clients in one go. So two people were reaching out to me in a weekend is quite a lot. <laughs> and it was just such a good sign to me of it's safe to slow down. It's mm. safe to pause. It's safe to rest. Um, I'm pretty good at napping now. <laughs> but, it, but it is so good. Um, Charlotte, I think you have also experienced some business growth this year do you want to talk a little bit about about that because I don't think you've been killing yourself to get there either (laughs) by the way it's been I think one of the lovely things about um, this journey is being on the journey with people so I've really seen that growth in Anna it's been really lovely working together over six months to kind of see that uh, that kind of um, going on for Anna and her business and um, yeah I, I think it comes back to kind of what we're talking what I was talking about earlier in terms of Patterns that are deeply, deeply ingrained. And one for me is very much about busyness equals worthiness. Mm. Really, really deep. And and that comes from family systems, education systems, right? You work harder, you gain more. And and actually, there was some truth in that for me in my corporate experience, right? The harder I worked, the more I was promoted. And, you know, that gave me status. Um, And then it was like, now I'm figuring out what's worthy, what's my worthiness, right? And um, I, yeah, absolutely do I slow down. I, and I, as you do, Louise, I take naps. I care for myself a lot more. I um, found things in life that bring me pure joy. So I, I talked about this in the last podcast, but I go to ballet once a week. Um, and that is just my reconnect with something that I absolutely loved as a child and then and, and I'm now doing as an adult. And also, I am finding that work is coming to me that I didn't even know existed. The less I push, the more things are coming that people are like, would you be interested in? And I'm like, oh, that sounds amazing. I'm really curious. And ending up in, I was at an event two weeks ago, just got invited to something. And in that environment, I met two people that are now connected to and talking, doing some work with. And People are showing up in my life because I think I am more self, have some more self-compassion. I'm so much more self-aware. And I think hopefully that emulates through the work that I'm doing. So I've seen the real benefits by just, for me, it's slowing down, redefining what what I want my life to look like, coming back to the life that I love. And I think naturally, when people want to work with you, you'll find you at the right time. And it's the trust. It's the trust that things will come. And I think, and I've noticed that, you know, I've pushed hard in my life and actually I probably got closer to burnout. So just noticing actually what's good for me. And, and, and it does come back down to evidence, doesn't it? You feel comfortable when things do come to you, but it is coming. It is coming. And so I really have to stop and remind myself though, because it is so ingrained, that pattern, right? That if I have a, if I have a week that is a bit slower, that I have to remind myself that I've had a good week. I've had a good week, but it's been a different kind of week than what maybe has been in the past. Um, and so I'm, thank- I'm really thankful for the programme for that in terms of like-minded people 
with like-minded journeys, just um, undoing patterns that I'm that I'm just not just holding myself. Yeah, and you both know that I don't love labels, but I think if we were going to label ourselves as a collective three, just to throw in this group, we probably all would have fallen into the um. Would would we all agree A type personality? Yeah, <laughs> yes, for sure. people are nodding, <laughs> right? And so, but I want to say that because if you imagine yourself a few years ago listening to us talking about slowing down and self trust and self compassion, you'd be like, "What is this nonsense that these women are on about?" Okay, because when you're in that go 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 go, none of that can make sense. And so, I just want people to hear like we were the we were the A-types, right? Yeah. And now we're the A-types that have learned to soften. So we've still got all of those skills, like Charlotte and Anna are building amazing businesses. They're building amazing lives, but they're just doing it on their terms without the sacrifice, without the burnout, without the constant go, 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 and without, not without any of it, because we're all still human, but without so much of that negative self-talk. Right, so with that self-compassion, and I and I just want to draw attention to that because wherever you are, whoever's listening to this, know that it is possible for you to, if we can do it, <laughs> if we can do it, you can do it. Um you both uh, Charlotte in particular, but you both talk, talked about um then about the power of doing work in community. So obviously you are in a community with other coaches and therapists within Address and Unlock. Um, you two are also both personal development junkies. So like, it's not the only community that you're in or the only community that you've been in. But for you, what difference does it make to be within a group of people doing similar work at the same time? I think for me, it's also what Charlotte said, it's just finding um, someone who has a bit the same vibe and values as you, as what you need in the moment, right? Because as you say, like we keep evolving. And and so uh, for me, that's been really, really valuable just to almost give myself permission. Oh, yeah, like that's okay, right? Because I'm not the only one. So that sense of belonging, especially when you're doing something that's a bit like goes against the... I don't know, the grain maybe a little bit, um, because it's quite radical, right? To say like, no, I'm just going to nap. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, that, and for me, just uh, the example, just having a very like tangible, right? Like a role model, like it can be you, Louise, because you're leading it, but everyone else in their own way, right? So we're all, I think, like showing to the others what what is possible. I think that's just so valuable because it's so much easier to believe that you can do that too when you have someone closer to you and not just someone you see online that you don't know, but it becomes very real. So I think a place like this where it's one of probably the space where I felt like you can be more vulnerable and really more open, right? Because it's a smaller group. It's intentionally designed to create like the safety. It's not It's not the case where every program, and I mean, they all have their own um, focus, I guess, but this is really particular in this case. And so by doing that, you see how human others are and they still succeed. And that's very encouraging. You know, you don't need to be this like superhuman, I don't know, machine to yeah. um, to succeed. No, you can have like 
very, very human experiences and still be successful. So for me, that was was very valuable. Great. I think the word that I'm going to pick out from what Anna said is belonging, right? Um, personal development work takes time and energy and it can be so rewarding and yet quite you do question when you're doing this work. And so it can get lonely, it can get really lonely doing, particularly when you're working out there as an entrepreneur on your own and you're doing this work. And my experience is I, I am a massive believer in one-on-one -on -one coaching, but I think there's something very powerful to belonging to a group and holding space for experience. You know, even if you're not feeling exactly the same as the other person, there is something about feeling validated that's really important and being heard. Um, and so it's it's invaluable, like going through this this deep work with other people where you can say, oh my gosh, I'm feeling this right now. Is this really odd? And they're going, and they and they go, yeah, sometimes they'll go, that was really odd. But on the, on the whole, it is like, no, you know, your feelings are true or we've had a similar experience or just need to stick with that for a while it's okay it's it's quite comforting and allows you to travel a lot faster than i think if you did the work just one-on-one -on -one, actually on your own yeah and you said the word there charlotte lonely um i think it can be lonely and i think particularly depending on how far you take your personal development journey It, it can even be lonely in the context of, of like the real close relationships that we're in. Like, poor guy, I'm dragging that along with me. <laughs> He's doing his best. But like, but people don't necessarily get the work that we're doing, the approaches that we're doing. And, and you're right. Like you, you can start to second guess yourself. Like, am I mad? Like, because nobody else is napping, like <laughs> to use a, like a silly example. Um, am I mad doing this work and just having someone to reinforce you saying like no this is this is for your health this is for your benefit you know the vast majority of people don't know how to be connected to themselves and to live a life that allows them to be truly healthy does make a big difference because it, it almost normalizes what currently is not normal but hopefully one day will be um yeah so Charlotte, you talked before about ripple effects. Now we've focused mostly on kind of career change business stuff so far, but I'd love it as we kind of come into the end, if you could both touch upon the ripple effects that you have experienced from doing this work, your work, but but really the ripple effects into not necessarily like from a, a dress and unlock perspective, but maybe, but from the perspective of bringing these changes in then to wherever you want to go with it, your personal life, your relationships, like how how you are as a parent, the ripples of this work. Um, go, <laughs> say whatever you like. My gosh, I, I go in so many different directions, Reese, because it's had such a, the ripples are going in so many different directions for me. So maybe I, I touch on a bit of each actually. So yeah. for, for, for me, I talked about this in the, last, in the last podcast, I've always lived with a low level of anxiety through my life. That a a sort of student who kind of talked about has pushed myself extremely hard. And through the work and the tools and the 
unpacking the stuff that is behind me in terms of what I'm holding, in terms of patterns I have, I feel calmer. I naturally feel calmer. And I, gosh, I've got a way to go and I've still got work to do. But I think the biggest thing that I have noticed is I can notice when that is building a lot faster than I've done before. So before I even, it becomes a head thing, I felt it in the body and I, I'm managing it. I'm managing it, which I think has ripple effects from everyone that touches me in my life in, 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 in some way. And I, and I think then just with clients, just doing work within the body that I had not the level, like deep level I've experienced with you, gosh, it's having such an effect on my practice. And I think really having ripple effects with the clients I work with in terms of longevity, longevity? the longevity of their emotions, the impact it's having for them and the things that they are trying to work through in their lives. And we've talked a little bit before about my daughter, but um, even a recent example last week. So she's five, she's in her first year at school and, and she has a friend that is leaving at the end of the term. They're moving away from London and she's deeply upset about that. And in my own childhood, there would have been an element of like, move through it right just move through emotion i've been working with her to say it is okay to feel sad you can feel that emotion you know, sit with the emotion and actually I, you know she's five and after we had a quite a deep two hours of feeling really like i'm going to be alone and i've got no friends and what's this going to mean for me you know friendships is everything at five right everything she just said turn around and she said thank you mummy and I honestly, at that moment, I was like, if this is the work that I can do to help you, it's all worth it. It's really all worth it. I love that. I, love, I think it really touched me because I moved schools when I was seven. So I had that whole thing of like, I'm going to be on my own. I'm not going to have anyone. And um, no one sat me down and did what you've done. Um, so, yeah, I love that. Thank you. Thank you. Anna? Yeah. yeah, thank you for sharing that, Charlotte. So beautiful. Um, and it definitely resonated with me. And I think it was very well intentioned, but the story was all, oh, don't be sad. It's okay. And like immediately putting a positive thing, spin on things can sometimes feel a bit. Yeah. So uh, very validating and beautiful. And I can just echo what you said. Um, definitely feel the effect on a personal in the personal sphere, uh, one thing that is very, very obvious to me is how much more able I am to stay present with whatever is happening. And, you know, like maybe a conversation or an argument with my husband where before it would be really, really easy for me to spin out of control in my head. It's like, what does this mean? And like imagine scenarios and feel completely anxious. Like, it's so much easier for me to just stay present and see what's really going on. And it could be me being triggered. It could be him being triggered. I mean, just relationships, right? But when you're able to stay present, it's just, it contains it so much. And so I think uh, we probably avoided a few uh, arguments over the past year. So that's good. <laughs> um, so just the quality of our relationship has really improved a lot. Um, and then the other aspect is, Yes, with clients. I mean, just me being more present, more regulated um, just has an impact. And also I had actually one of my clients tell me this and said, look, just knowing you're here makes me calmer. And I've noticed that with the people that report to me, 
right? So it's like, it's this ripple effect, right? Because they, um, yeah, just one person getting coached will definitely have an impact at work, in their work environment and in their family too, so. Yeah, and, and the thing as well, because we've done so much work on the nervous system and healing the patterns and, and really getting you into a regulated place, when you show up with your clients now, you are co-regulating them. Exactly. And that's beautiful. Um, I don't know if either of you want to add any more in around, um, we've not talked about it a lot, but we've done lots of work around like getting into the body, healing the nervous system, healing those patterns. And obviously because you are coaches, you've learned how to do some of this stuff with your clients as well. Um, so I don't know if there's anything else that you want to say, particularly as we sort of wrap up in terms of how you are now helping your clients maybe in a slightly different way than maybe you did a year ago yeah um I can definitely see a big difference I mean I did do some emotion work before but I think for me the whole awareness of even just the very physical biological aspects of the nervous system has been really important because I think before I just didn't know (laughs) and so um just adding that into the mix and really emphasizing, I guess like emphasizing the body aspects more than I did, than I did before has been really, really uh, impactful for sure. And I really see it resonates a lot with my clients too, right? Cause they're like, Oh yeah, that makes sense now. Yeah. I think actually because I'm becoming self-aware of the person sitting in front of me in terms of what potentially is going on for them in their body, it just makes for a much more deep, connected conversation. And and actually, and this won't surprise you, Louise, but by the more I'm doing around the body with work with my clients, somatic pieces, it's just got a longer, longer lasting effect. I think I've touched on that before. It's just you can talk about things you go round and round in the head and you can explore it and you can put experiments in place for clients to work with, but actually working through the emotions and the feelings in the body just has a just a much more impactful outcome for, for my clients. Because what you're actually doing is healing their patterns at the root. So it's no longer about management or thought processes or different pieces. It's like, no, we've got in there, we've got in there and we've resolved some of this stuff. So so that stuff's not there anymore. So, so it is a lasting effect, um, which is amazing. So complete open question to finish. Is there anything that you would like to say or add that we haven't talked about on the podcast so far? There doesn't need to be. I just thought I would end with that one. I think we we covered yes what I had in mind so thank you it's been really fun and lovely it's been lovely to have you on anything else from you Charlotte can I ask you a question Louise you can ask me a question I'm curious in terms of like what you creating this community for us to be a part of has it has it created what you were expecting I haven't asked you the question I'm just really curious because as we're getting into the final months has it if you'd sort of set, if at the beginning, if you sort of said to yourself, this is what I really want to get out of, or, or I want to drive this community over 12 months, has it, has it created that? 
So I think for me, it's been lovely to watch you all grow and develop. And then one of my action points, which you'll you'll notice is happening and has been happening at the moment is also how do we create more of a community between the calls within the Facebook group within the groups so that actually isn't just we meet once a week and we're having a touch point but it's also knowing like we don't just get to be lonely on Thursday afternoons it's like at whatever point in time we need that support we know there's people there to reach out and I think that for me is prob is is the piece that I want to build out more, just really creating that sense of community. But in terms of watching you develop and resolve stuff and lean in and do this work, it's been incredible. And it's it's really the privilege of a lifetime for me to be able to do this work with people and to see the changes that that it makes. Um I won't cry, but I could. <laughs> I might. I mean, I nearly cried with your example about your daughter's, <laughs> your daughter's friend, because, because, because that's so beautiful, right? So I can see that. I can hear you talking about that. Like, so this is your life changed. It's your client's life changed. It's your daughter's life changed. It's like the ripple effects. It's, it's just so incredible. Um, You know, Anna talks about, like, the arguments avoided that deeper connection within relationship, but also that capacity to go and have the argument. Because that's important too, to be able to say, I don't agree with this, we need to look at this, rather than be like, I can never, ever, ever have an argument with my husband, because if I do, we will get divorced and I will be alone with the children, right? It's like, yeah. no, I don't agree with this. I'm having this conversation. Like, and that's super powerful as well. Because what we aren't doing is trying to get to a place where everything is perfect all the time because it's just not possible. No, that's, that's not possible. Yeah, yeah, and it's about like how you approach things, right? It's still going to happen, but like how you approach it makes it a huge difference. Wow. Yeah, exactly. So it's been awesome having you both on. Let people know, please, where they can find you if they would like to come and stalk you on the interwebs or have a conversation with you about doing some work together. Yes, so um, for me, the the place where I'm more uh, active is LinkedIn. So mm -hmm. if you just look for Anna Gorga, it's spelled G-O-R-G-A, <laughs> uh, you should find me. So yes, um, that's where I hang out the most. So that's the best place. Amazing. Similar for myself, um, I am also active on LinkedIn, so uh, Charlotte Williams, you can find me there, or you can uh, drop me a note on my website, so charlottewilliamscoaching.co.uk. And thank you, Louise. Amazing. And so anybody listening to this, if you head to the show notes, you'll find all of that information there as well. So just click through and have a look. Um, so I am going to wrap up there. Um, what I will say, this is coming out on the 13th of July. So we're about 10 days away from the next group of Addressing Unlock starting. If you would like to have a conversation with me about being in the next group, there'll be something in the show notes that you can follow um, or just come and find me wherever you would normally find me. All right, ladies, thank you very much. Take care of yourselves um, and I will see the podcast crew next time. Bye. <laughs>